surely this is exactly what you want to be doing on your birthday, right? I can't think of a better thing to do than to watch T.I. and spend an hour talking to your good friend about it, right? Right? This is this is oh, the is day. What's coming on this show? Uh, hold on, let me. I'll fucking go get him. <laughs> no, he's busy. He's busy, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many times you know how many times Blitz did that to me in our cast? Like, oh, is OD Pixel here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More than more than once, apparently. Man, yeah. uh, happy birthday. Happy TI season. It's it's been Thank a week. Yeah, it's been a week. What, what did you do anything today? Or did you just watch games? Uh today I made a, a birthday wish. Uh, I wished for something that I thought was something that was impossible. What? Uh, which is I wished for a North American team in the upper bracket, which I thought was impossible because the only team left was Nouns to have any hope for. But uh, birthday wishes are true, guy. They, they, they actually work. We made the impossible happen. Nouns made it into the upper bracket. Dude, what do you think? So right, so we're we're only like maybe what three hours away from that happening right now. What do you think yeah. is going on in Tundra's hotel room right now? Like 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 just 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 imagine, just just give me like a thought of what you think they are doing because right now those people are probably sitting in that room. Is it just silence? Is it is is it like someone's looking over a replay, going like guys? Is Ogre a good hero? Is it like someone someone doing the math on how many Midas's you have to buy to win a game of Dota right now? Like, what is going on with Tundra? Because, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, snaking, snaking is sitting there, and it's just dead silent. And then after like five minutes, he's like, "Guys, what the." F- Fuck, I left North America for a reason. These guys are dog shit. Why did we lose to them? Because that's how Dota players are. You know, like, on the outside, of course, they're oh, yeah, I mean, every team is really tough. You know, we respect everybody. Nobody gets to TI for free. You know, you got to respect every single opponent. But in the behind the scenes, they're like, these guys are dog shit, you know? that That's how they talk. So... <laughs> Snaking's like, I left these North American losers in North America for a reason. I stopped trying to make NA teams because I didn't think this region had a shot at being able to win a TI again. (laughs) And now, look at them. In the upper bracket, and we, the TI winners, are in the lower bracket. Dude, I... I, I and then watched... they yelled at Thompson. They said, it's your fault, Thompson. We want a TI without you. And Thompson's going to be like, guys, I only win TI. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Thompson. Then Thompson pulls out his two TI rings on his fingers. You know, he's just like, what? What the fuck did you just say to me, snaking little shit? So the thing that is like even a little bit more tragic about this is that Tundra as the first seed in Group D, got to pick their opponent. And they got to choose between Nouns or Virtus Pro. Teams who had the same records in Group C. They were both 3-5, and five, which is probably not super good. And all the first place seeds 
coincidentally chose the fourth place teams liquid chose eg spirit chose shopify lgg chose uh chose chose key uh they 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 chose uh fucking nine pandas right but tundra was like hey what if we play nouns they're the north american team they barely shouldn't have made it out of groups at all this is the freest win ever and they didn't win a game it wasn't a 2-1 like what happened to your series. It was no. a 2-0 and they lost both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got they got slapped down pretty damn hard. I thought for for a second there, you know, game 1 was actually pretty clean from Nouns. I was like, "Damn, these guys own. I think they're they're actually going to do it." And then I was doubly surprised when they actually did it in game 2 cuz I, I I there was a moment there. I thought it was like are they gonna throw this game? <laughs> Are they gonna throw like, this oh, with wait? Mega Creeps <laughs> at the ancient? Yeah. Uh, so now, so I, and I think the the coolest thing about it, and I I love this result, even though there's no way I would have predicted it. Uh, I love this result because we now have. Well, I love it for North America succeeding. I love it for uh, you know the some of the the guys on nouns that Gunner, Moo, and, and Lelis I've, I've had interactions with. I like them, they seem like good guys. Um, but I also like it because it means that Tundra is gonna go down to the lower bracket. And Tundra are gonna meet Entity. We've already checked off one Western European team, Quest, bombed out of uh, groups, that was, that was kinda awkward. Now, guaranteed, we're saying goodbye to another one in the very first round of the lower bracket. And it means we have to say goodbye to another one of them before we go to the final four, which I believe is the, the TI grand final weekend. So we are guaranteed final six, but go on. Oh, okay. Well, we're, we're, you know, for, for top four, we're guaranteed to only have. Well, zero two Western European teams. So that you know that's good because the international can feel a little bit more international <laughs> when the top three isn't all from the same goddamn region. So that's really cool. We have North America and the upper bracket, uh, which is really cool. We have Southeast Asia and the upper bracket. We're not gonna have a totally stacked Western European bracket. Uh, like really, the only thing that could happen where one region dominates is if Eastern Europe does really well which i highly doubt i'm 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 not convinced by virtus pro and they have to match up against team spirit in the first round so you know they they somebody's gonna knock each other down and then panda's on the other side of the upper bracket so if nine pandas does really well team spirit does really well and then like i guess virtus pro makes some crazy lower bracket run uh that's really the only way we're gonna have a uh a very stacked one region top four which uh you know that's good we we want diversity in our teams. I uh, I'm I'm still not certain about a lot of the teams who are still in the upper bracket. How do you feel? So so this is we're now at the end of the first the road to the road to the international the first stage of yeah, the road yeah. to which is the group stage, but it's still the road to and next weekend is the road to and yeah, two we weekends took, from we're, now we're like we got out the driveway and then we took the side street down mm-hmm. and then we're going we're about to hit the main street that leads to the highway. So that's yeah, we're we're almost yeah, we're, almost we're still on there. the road. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're yeah. getting closer, but next week is still the road. Did you like... It would help if they changed it to, like, road to TI and then the street to TI. Like, you know, if they... Yeah, pushed it's, up in that regard. Yeah, it, it's it's like the TI packing and then TI TSA and then TI boarding. Like Boulevard of the International, yeah. <laughs> Do you like the way the new group stage format went? Uh I didn't. Personally, I didn't. I will also say I didn't watch very much of this group stage i was on a road trip uh when it started and then i was also playing in this disc golf tournament as well so i actually didn't watch that much of the group stage but i personally did not like it now that does not mean that i think it's bad i think it's probably better for viewership uh cleans up the group stage quite a bit um and gets us into playoffs in a cleaner manner and there is less matches that are have the potential to be dead rubber matches like every single one of these matches i think almost guaranteed in these groups almost every single match matters yeah really so close. yeah it's not like it, it it may not matter for one side if like one team's super dominant uh, the other teams are pretty even, then maybe it's a chance that their last series doesn't matter for the super dominant team, but it will matter for the other side, uh, at least. So there are stakes to every single one of these group stage matches, which I think is better. Um, so from a viewer for viewership perspective, I think it's probably better. I just personally didn't like it that much. Why? Because you like big groups? Because I like seeing the teams intermingle because... Um, we, I like the fact that at the end of a TI, it is rare to say that, oh, this team dodged this team and they never met each other, right? In two teams, they make a deep run, right? How, how likely is it that they both end up uh, not being a, in the same groups, right? Mm -hmm. They have to be in the two different groups because that's usually how it is, right? It's a uh, eight-team or nine-team round-robin groups. So they have to be in the two different groups, and then they have to go through very set. One basically has to go through the upper bracket run. The other has to go through the lower bracket run, uh, which is, I believe, what happened to Liquid and Tundra, I believe. Yeah. I don't they... think they matched up in group stage, and they definitely didn't play in playoffs against each other. Um, and Liquid ended up getting third, and Tundra ended up getting first, right? So... That uh, I think it's rare for that to happen, which I think personally is cool. I like being able to see every team match up against uh, each other, or at least most of them match up against each other at the international. But that is my own personal nerdy Dota preference. I think when it was announced, I wasn't too excited by it. And now after watching it, I'm like pretty evenly split about it. I think it's fine. I don't have any hard complaints about it, but there's something that I just feel like I like more about the previous formats, and I don't know if that's just like a like a bias towards not liking change. Uh, you have a good point about teams dodging each other. There's definitely all the teams who are first in their group probably won't be playing unless they're making it to, well, I mean, Tundra's a long way to go to, to meet some of them now, but, yeah, you, you know, sure. like, uh, Liquid and Spirit will, could presumably play in upper bracket semis, but aside from that, you know, t teams could very well be dodging each other. The, the top half of this winner's bracket looks a little bit heavier than the bottom half. 
Yeah, there there is one thing about like uh, when it comes to just having two very large groups. I think the there is relative even amount of strength between those groups, right? Maybe one group does actually end up performing better at their tournament, but there's usually at least like at the very top, maybe the weaker group, the very top team is very competitive or, you know, the, the bottom teams are a little bit better, have a better run through lower bracket or something like that, right? So uh, and where here with four divided groups, it means that the group strength is very important. Um, I, I actually put out a tweet after the, the group stage asking people's opinions on like which group they thought was strongest and people definitely had like, it was very polarizing. People thought B, the 46% of people thought B was the strongest group. 34% thought A was the strongest group, right? So uh, you have, uh, yeah, you have 80% of the people who think group A and B are the strongest teams and they matched up against each other, right? Mm -hmm. So then all the, the group C versus group D matches, and that, that was the the part of the group that I, I, this group stage that I did not like the most is that you succeed, you do well in your group, you go seven and one, you get, go eight and zero, you play one best of three, and that puts you into the lower bracket. Now, I understand the reasoning there. It's like, well, that's basically, the, the, you, this is basically an upper bracket match. That's essentially what that is, right? It's an upper bracket match just mm -hmm. in a weird format. It's saying like, hey, you lose this, you get knocked down. So everybody starts in a way in the upper bracket by playing that. But it just didn't it just didn't feel right to me when you add in the group power strength, right? Yeah, I wish that it was just, I don't know why it wasn't presented as that. It felt like people were always trying to, like, dance around, like, oh, it's the seeding decider phase two group seeding round. But really, it's just, it's just upper bracket, whatever, eighth finals, whatever comes after court, before quarterfinals. Yeah, is there any reason that Valve, and maybe it's because technically that would be the playoffs, and then there would be this attachment of like, oh, the playoffs. But like, what if Valve just said, okay, you all start in the upper bracket, right? That's what happened. What if, that is yeah, what happened. That's essentially what happened. Yeah. But then maybe because then, well, then that's technically the playoffs at that point in time. And then obviously their coverage of those matches compared to the coverage next weekend is going to be very different. And people would be like, oh, this is playoffs of TI, blah, blah, blah. So... I don't know. Uh, That's all dumb and semantic yeah. at the end of the day. Like, it, it, that yeah. doesn't... It, it. I would, in my head, this bracket just has another round of upper bracket, and that's how it's displayed. Because even the, the teams went into the bracket in order that they played, they just slotted directly in. There was no reseeding either, so... Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, I would say for viewership, I mean, for, like, casual viewership, you should probably change that format and just have them all go into the upper bracket. Maybe that, like, it's a little bit easier to understand for one. Uh, but then, I, I don't know. There's just no way to get around this group strength problem. There's, it, it just is what it is. You just hope that the groups well, are even. Two, and we'll see. We'll see if they are or not. Two teams from every group made it into the upper bracket. Yep. It was uh, so we had They're, Team Spirit yeah. and Nine Pandas from Group A. Uh, so one to so the first and third seeded team in that group, you have Liquid and you have Azure Ray. 
So first and third. You have LGD announce first and third. And you have TSM. Not no, Tundra. No. Uh, Talon. Not TSM. And Talon and Oh, we're missing Virtus Pro. Oh yeah, Virtus Pro ended up there. So yeah. three teams okay, from so Group C. Group C actually had three teams make it in. And Group D only had one team make it in. Which there is only six percent of people in this poll who thought Group D was the strongest. So people's general idea of the strength of these teams so far is like at least that part's correct right c and d matched up against each other and people said group d is the weakest and group d had the least teams make into the upper bracket mm -hmm. so. and and gaiman was like a hair's breadth away from having all four teams from group c make it out to the upper bracket yeah, 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 yeah. They were. They, yeah, yeah, they. they, they gaming, yeah, out of that group, it's surprising that Gaming Gladiators is the team that ended up faltering. Which means well, surprising for some. I predicted Talon. Just, just throw that out there. My predictions <laughs> in the client not that bad. I got all of Group A right, most of Group B right. I got Liquid. I wasn't home, Hichi. so I did. I like. I I missed it. I missed the deadline, so I'm. I've done that thing where I just like. Well, whatever. I'm not doing but, the incline thing at all. But Austin, what about your player stickers? You'll not what 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 about your what about your thousand something points? Yes. Do do I do care about those player stickers quite a bit. The T, I, I the TI yeah. prize pool is almost three million dollars now. Like <laughs> I won't retread that ground. Uh only one Western European team in the in the upper bracket after today. Only yep. one. Yep. It's uh, it's your boys, Team Liquid, and they're going to match up against Talon. have to play Talon again <laughs> every fucking event. We got to play Talon, and we got to play Gaiman. And you know what? Yeah. This event, we're not we're, – there will be zero games against Gaiman. And if you beat them – uh, you gotta play Spirit. If you beat talent, you play very likely Team Spirit. <laughs> so your your upper bracket run is not the most fun uh, because it does it does look like that bottom side the C and D teams they just you know like hey nouns I I love the way the nouns made it to the upper bracket they did it with their own style their own heroes they they stuck to their ideas and they they brought a unique meta. A, re a unique regional meta? I'm not even sure if I'm going to call it a regional meta. That's just a team meta, baby. They brought back the Moo offlane Witch Doctor, which I told you that hero was still broken. That hero is is still you dummy. Uh, they, they brought in a mid-Ogre Magi, which I did not have faith in, but they managed to, to pull it out. Uh, but, like, do I think nouns is as good as team liquid talent or team spirit probably not do i think nine pandas is there maybe but i'm I'm not really feeling it uh lgd and azure ray one of them i feel one of them is gonna bomb out i'm not sure which one LGD, i think one of them i yeah. i think lgd liquid and spirit are, are the best three looking teams at the event by like a margin right now yeah it's, it's like those three teams and then Talon, and then I think there's like a little bit of a gap between the next set of teams. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah, I think Talon's a bit scary because uh, that's that's actually why I had them beating Game of Gladiators because I think their their tiebreaker match that they had to play in the groups. I felt like they they were they were heating up a little bit, you know. Like I could 
feel like they were becoming a better uh, team as the groups went on because they start didn't they start off like zero and four or something? Yeah, they they started off zero and four. The first day they lost yeah. all their matches and it was looking not super hot. They lost two games to, to Tundra and they lost two games to TSM. But just to show how how wonky Group D was, their their strength of schedule was weird because the next day they played Keed Stars and two out them, and they played Quest and two out them, and Quest was looking a little fraudulent, and Keed Stars is looking like a fine team, but not like you know of the caliber of a team mm. that is potentially going to win TI. So I, I I think you know Talon just had their game stacked to hard and then easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. So that was uh, I actually the, going back to the why well, I have it on my mind. I wanted to give a couple of shoutouts because I feel like it has been pretty negative. There are some things in in Dota that I actually think were pretty well improved. We talked about the the um, fantasy fantasy draft. I think they did. Uh, I think they they changed it. They changed it, and I'm not super certain this is the the final iteration that you want to end up on. But I do I do like it. Uh, and I do think this format change was like, again, personally, maybe I don't like it, but I think it was probably better for viewership. Um, one stream so, because, because after you have two days of chaos and then two more days yes. of just one stream. So you can really have a focused look at the Dota and that is a better viewing experience. I don't know if it's yeah. the exact best thing for the players, but yeah, well, uh, you know, fuck the players. So yeah, fuck them. <laughs> um, dude, I, the fantasy thing. I want to like. <laughs> wait, wait. wait. On the, on the, sorry. On the topic of fuck the players, I got. Yeah, did you see the the post game interviews that Slacks did, where he has to go into the team room to to like, congrats, guys, you won. <laughs> and then everybody goes, yeah, cool, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to talk to you. Which Zai Zai like did it, but obviously it was it was tongue in cheek. Zai's Zai's just playing it up. Uh, he like he's not actually mad at Slacks, but like legitimately, all of the players basically did give that vibe of like, yeah, we did it. Get the fuck out. Which, I like somebody like people are. I saw some complaints on Reddit about it, and and it was just I saw one comment who was like, who the fuck came up with this terrible idea? And I'm just like sitting there going like, literally all of sports. All of sports, <laughs> literally all of sports. Every sport does that. What, what the fuck do you mean? Who do, who interviews the winner immediately after they win? What the fuck do you mean? Like, oh, I'm sorry, players. You fucking, you're playing for millions of dollars. You just won a game. Like, God, we have to like fucking sell the community on losers interviews every fucking year. But now we can't do winner interviews either. We can't get excitement out of these fucking players. Are you kidding me? No, that's disturbing them too. Holy fuck. This is a fucking entertainment product. Jesus Christ. They just won a fucking game. You can't give us something? You can't, you can't just, huh? Yay. Dude, was, no, it's all, you're disturbing us. Get out of the room. Oh. We just, we just want to go get food. You know, we're not that excited. And, and then the community, like, this is a terrible idea. Ah. Uh, what do you want? I think what that's do you just fucking want. I think that's just a couple of dumb people. Yeah, I think it's yeah, just it a couple is. of dumb people. A couple of dumb people got upvotes. Though there's a couple more dumb people behind them, Joey. Yeah, that's how that works, though. <laughs> Some of the interviews were like kind of rough. 
I did not envy Slack for having to do that. No, that, that <laughs> the Odyssey, the players. I went on this rant before, but like the you guys don't understand how awful players make Slack's job. He has such a hard job, and the players make it hard. <laughs> watch, watch other interviewers try and do try and do Dota interviews. It, it just it just doesn't Fucking... work. Bend. Nobody else can do it because the, Slacks is the only guy who has the simultaneously the the charisma, the camera presence, the awkward. He can play awkward super well for entertainment, right? He's he just he, he just is a total degenerate and just is able to be the most disgusting, awkward person for entertainment and play that up, which is a fantastic trait. That it, like he he's the only person who's willing to debase himself not just on camera but off camera to grovel plead beg fucking bribe these players to do 30 seconds of content with him fucking terrible i remember how i remember last year at arlington when pgl hired james banks uh to do work with the players at arlington yeah and just listening to the stories of him being like, holy shit, <laughs> these people <laughs> are making my job so hard. <laughs> yeah, me. have these people never talked to other human beings before? No, no, no they haven't. They've talked to other Dota players. Who are barely human. <laughs> which is why it works for Slacks, you know? Barely human. That's true, that's true. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> I don't know. I think my rant sent you off. We've got the prize pool breakdown. We've got that. Is that even official? Who? who... Uh, <laughs> that's true. Is it official? Or did Team Liquid? Did Liquipedia just be like, "Fuck it, we're just gonna copy last year's," I guess, because Valve isn't uh, like Va Valve hasn't put out anything. There was no information about tiebreakers until they needed to get played. <laughs> Man, Valve's really stepping up the the whole. Like, there is a general Valve policy of like, give as little information as possible because if we give you information, you can like nitpick it, break it down, and complain about it, or you know, use it to your advantage. You know, so we just won't give that to you, so you don't have anything to complain about or nitpick or take advantage of. <laughs> and really taking that to the next level. Because there, there are definitely rules out there, right? There, yeah. Those rules are just entirely in-house. I'm sure the players probably have access to it. Uh, but it's like, they're not, no, no, nothing, nothing for public consumption here. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people were confused because there was no tiebreakers in the group stage to determine a difference between second or third place seating. Uh, like, there was no head-to-head -head tiebreakers. It was, oh. it, it was head-to-head, and then it was versus lower opponents and then it was coin flip which was how to decide things that were not between fourth and fifth place for elimination so that's how you ended up with like entity getting second over pandas and they both had four four records or gaming and nouns or tsm and talent none of them actually played any tiebreakers the only tiebreaker that we had to play was the eg smg tiebreaker so I'm looking at the uh, percent breakdown, and it is different. 
okay. they took one percent away from second place and gave it to the seventeenth through twentieth. Is I what I think I have. When I think I have picked up here. Oh wait, no, no, no. They gave half a percent to seventeen through twenty, and then they gave the other half. Uh, oh no, they took and they took a half percent from fourth place as well. So some of the oh and and a percent from third. Never mind. All right, so, so they took 2%. first place still gets the whole forty five percent, but then second, third, and fourth all get a little less. Well, I'm sure Quest. And fifth and sixth. I'm sure Quest and Beast Coast and soon to be Tundra will appreciate that. Yeah, congratulations. You guys get 1% of the prize pool as opposed to 0.25%, which 0.25% is still more. Uh, that last year was $47,000, and this year it's $30,000. So. <sighs> because the prize pool is almost four times as big, right? Okay. I can do that math. In, math works, yeah. I can do that math in my head pretty quick. Pretty, pretty quick. Pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, oh, fantasy. I don't like that I don't know who were the best performing players oh right because it, it, maybe it's the just you have your your various weird percent things yeah yeah it, it all comes down yeah. to like your banners and your your titles to actually be scoring points right so i don't yeah. I, I don't know like would it have been better to play Yataro or Mickey? Like it, that's a that's a thing that I cannot suss out. Also, because they're only scoring one day from like each stage, that means that you have the benefit of not having to pick people who are playing like multiple games or whatever. But also, everybody's best day was just the first day, basically, and the next three days of groups, nobody was scoring anything because they were playing less games. Weird. Okay. So. I think that there are some flaws, but I like the direction it's moving in. Yeah, is there uh there the, so the it, the banner system has to be broken, right? Like like as in exploited in in some way, right? Because I not not to not to be like I don't like this because I'm bad at it, but I have thirty six thousand points. The top person has 122,000 points. Now, I mean, yeah, maybe I did pick the wrong players or something, but I did absolutely nothing with my with my banners and stuff. And I see on my friends list, which you are on there, uh, the top people on my friends list are in the 60 to 70,000 range. Which is me, baby. Yeah, I, it feels like yeah, the people... those are people who tried hard at it, and I think traditionally you've done pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah. Normally, I do pretty well. <laughs> and you've got you've got half the points. It's, the, I think it's broken. Number one person. I actually think it's broken, and some people got two days of scores counted, maybe because it jumped up after the second day of groups for them, but hasn't changed since. So I don't, uh. I don't know what's supposed to happen. There's, there, there's like also there's just not enough information, which is infuriating for somebody who like wants to care and like get into the little bit of minutia, because because yeah. there, there's stuff for like you know. Uh, bonuses for people who have like four active items. Well, what the fuck counts as an active item? Does that have to be? Yeah. Can, can it be in their backpack? Does their neutral item count? Um, do wards count as active items or dust? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. like, 
does a fucking iron branch count? It, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's an Ironwood branch, uh, Lincoln's, Treads. There are like a lot of I- I- items that have a button yeah. to them, but like, are they all activatable items? And yeah, neutral items is a good point. Yeah, I looked at that and I I, I was playing with the reroll. Oh yeah, I did actually take that. Clutch Yatoro of the Octopus. I made Yatoro an octopus, and yeah, I get more if he has four or more activatable items. Yeah. And I did that by looking through his Dota buff and being like, okay, on average, how many? And it's usually four or five. people. And if you include neutral items, it's definitely four uh, or more. And if you include backpack, then it's 100% four or more, because then people have, like, uh, refreshers uh in their backpack or a cheese in their backpack at the end of the game yeah there's a lot of stuff so there's just not enough information about it and i think it's a little bit broken which is frustrating and i don't know what the best thing i could have played was but seems kind of fun i don't know i don't know it's also was my best yeah your toro got me sixteen thousand points Without me changing any of the numbers, which I think my thing, I have creep score, first blood, and deaths, which traditionally for Yatoro and carries, creep score and deaths has to be a good metric. Yeah, they're pretty okay. So I, at the top of my head, I think I also played Yatoro and I got 23,000 points from him. So that means okay. that there was probably about six-ish thousand points of variance between the banners that we had. Um, But 6,000 points of variance should no way make up for the 60,000 points that you're seeing on the leaderboard for somebody who was in (laughs) first place, right? Like, so I, I, that just makes me think even more that something is broken. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. uh, So my thing is his original thing, her suit, I don't know, even heard of that word. So he had to play a bearded or fuzzy hero, which I kind of doubt he did. And then the patient, 20% if first blood does not happen until after 10 minutes. <laughs> That's never happening. It's not happening at a Dota game in the last 10 years. So, <laughs> yeah, those were those are terrible attributes to have. I didn't even look at that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see, we'll see if that gets adjusted. They did adjust the Dota TV thing to give people points because Dota TV wasn't working at the start of the TI, which I think was the only real hiccup. That happened so far at the event. I think that I should stop for a second and give an ounce of praise and not gloss over the fact that this year's group stage was presented so much better than last year's group stage. And I don't know why that happened or what changed, but just getting, getting a panel in Seattle, getting slacks there like I, having the casters be remote with the green screen was fine because they weren't like floating in some little microscopic window thing that PGL yeah. was doing. Like it yeah. was, I, I was fine with the group stage casters remote, but the whole production was better. The set looked nice. I like the little terrarium, like, like snare and Nat did a good job. Like it, it was, it was just substantially better than last year. And I feel like no one's giving them any credit for like about facing on that. <laughs> because i don't know if you even should praise i don't know if you should praise somebody for like going back to what should be normal but it felt normal it felt ti ish road to ti ish really funny by the way to listen everybody try and correct themselves all weekend long (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, do you think they got a note from production? Everybody, this is the road to TI. Do not call this TI. <laughs> I, 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 yes, I do think that. But also, I heard no fewer than a dozen times people being like, TI, I mean road to TI. <laughs> yeah, if, if you if you notice, ever notice a trend of casters correcting themselves on a specific way to say something, that it's probably because they got a production note of like, you need to say it this way. Right, if it like, mm -hmm. I remember the LGD and they got the PSG LGD, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there was a, there was one tournament where it was like, I remember the the LGD guy talked to the tournament organizer, the tournament organizer production had a note for us, and they were like, be sure to say PSG when you see LGD, and then, like throughout that tournament, you could just hear all these casters, LGD, PSG, LGD, <laughs> and now it's the other way because people are saying PSG, and then they go, I, uh, I mean, I mean LGD, yeah, 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 because now it's PSG Quest. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that investment really paid off, but here we are. That's yeah, okay. They uh, now they've got a investment all within the same region. It's true. All well, uh, PSG does. Do you know yeah. why LGD has hot dog written on their chest? Probably some sort of Chinese site. Uh, I'm gonna have to look that up because a quick Google yeah. search does not do me any favors. <laughs> But their in-game no, tags are I hot dog. I can't imagine it would. And they also, like, round their chest. It's it's LGD hot dog. And it's not like a logo. It's just this written out text that says hot dog. And that's not, like, a joke. I assume it's something. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be some sort of sponsor. What the hell it is. It's a mystery because you can't Google Chinese hot dog website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. company yeah. <laughs> response it's just not gonna work yeah you gotta you, your google fool has to be better than that yeah so four teams are out of ti i think the one that's surprising is psg quest i think smg isn't super surprising i guess beast coast getting eliminated is a little bit surprising uh South America went from a real boom last year to what looks like a real bust this year. And I don't know if the DPC leaving is going to be doing them any favors. Yeah, I well, I, I guess it just wasn't that surprising when you give a region that's not Western Europe that many slots. You know, I, I think it was pretty clear they, they gave South America one too many slots. But the funny thing about that right is was keed oh no 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 keed keed was first i think they were and second under awaken was second so if they cut away one of those spots then it it would look a lot better but uh, yeah you you're right thunder was second thunder was second yeah so <laughs> but yeah it's uh it's not surprising i feel like you expected i mean uh, I'm not sure. Like people obviously would have expected Keyed Stars and Thunder Awaken be the two South American teams to get eliminated, but um, personally, I'm happy. I don't know if I'm surprised or not because uh, I like I like the Brazilian guys quite a bit, and it's good to see South American Dota not be entirely Peruvian run. Uh, I think it's it's more fun when there's a Peru versus Brazil rivalry that goes mm -hmm. on. 
uh, and it it ebbs and flows, right? There was a time where like Brazil was definitely the way more dominant, and then like it was only Peruvians, uh, Peruvian teams that were like getting all the the qualifiers and stuff like that. And now you know we've got a nice nice mix, so uh, I think that's cool. Yeah, I don't think uh, I'm not putting much stock in EG or Key Stars to make it past that first round, though. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe you would have more faith in EG if they didn't face up against Game of Gladiators right away. But uh, my faith, like, I put them top three or top four in my list for Berlin. I had a lot of faith in EG. I thought they were, like, really on the come up. And then, like, that just kind of did a 180 for me. I, I kind of feel like they're just... I don't know. They, they're they they're not a team that I look at anymore and I'm like, oh, maybe these guys could win a TI someday. Or or maybe they get like, you know, top three, top four or something. I no longer feel that way. Um, what changed? Is it just like, is Picasso less explosive? Is the roster just not living up to expectations? Is it a... Picasso definitely doesn't stand out uh, in his performances as much as he used to. I think they're... There's like some player team culture stuff there that like doesn't vibe with me. Um, like their, uh, like their LAN prep and what they do on LAN is like not the way that I would want my team to like. You know, I would want my team, you know, grinding it out and stuff like that. And I don't think EG really does that. I think EG plays it pretty loose. Um, for most tournaments that I've ever seen them at. Uh, so, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like they kind of hit their peak, and I'm not sure if they're hung as hungry as uh, just uh, so many other teams, basically. I, I don't think they want it as much as the others. That's just my personal outsider view of it. It's a good take. What's, what's your opinion on uh, Team Spirit not losing a game yet? Not surprising to me. I think uh had a couple conversations with some analysts about TI and the meta and stuff like that. And I think one thing that stands out for me, and you might not want to hear this, Joey, but uh, I was talking to Hoppit about mm -hmm. carries. And it started a conversation in my head. He asked me, who do I think the best carries are? And I thought about it, and I realized that I did not think. Now it is, it is. There are two different carry styles. Let's, you know, if we want to make things really simple, two different carry styles. So hard carries and like playmaking, uh, space creating carries. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that for most of this season, the success of the Western European teams has been through playmaking, space creating carries, and not through hard carries. And I think that this patch and this meta is much more built around hard carries than it is that other style. Particularly so, strength hero hard carries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, Team Liquid, Gaming Gladiators, uh, maybe some Tundra, uh, but more so the point that I think that this Yutaro is much more of a hard carry player. And I think that hard carries are much more set up like, you need a really solid, like, super clutch playmaking carry, I think, to to carry you deep through this TI. And I think Yutoro is the best carry in the world. Possibly the best player in the world right now. 
Uh, so I, I am not surprised whatsoever. I had Team Spirit very, very high up on, on my list. I predicted them to actually win this event, so I'm not super surprised they haven't dropped a single game yet. Um, and I thought about it. I was like, I think most of the really strong hard carry uh, players are actually not on the best teams outside of Team Spirit, which I thought was was kind of interesting. Uh, like, so, like Hector, who or or am I having a recency bias for his crazy carry games against Tundra? Uh, K1 Hector is definitely he's one of those guys for sure. Uh, to <laughs> put a team in there that contradicts my point, uh, I thought TA two thousand. I thought he th this guy is like one of the best up and coming uh carry mm -hmm. players right now. Maybe there there's still some improvements in his game, but obviously you know PSG Quest is is already out so that's a bit unfortunate uh another name that came to mind was i'm looking actually through the the list right now um i i actually think uh <laughs> if if bet boom i don't know they always choke on land but i think nightfall is a really good carry player right i think he's one of the best i think 23 savage is a really good hard carry player one of the best right you know his his morphling is insane i think tundra skeeter is a better hard carry than some of the other western european teams but he is also in the lower bracket so you know kind of kind of hard to to you know follow through on the data on that but we'll see we'll see how the tournament continues to play out and if that holds true or not uh, can we can we talk about heroes for a little bit? Mostly because I have questions for you, who just knows way more about this stuff than I do. Um, I don't understand what happened to Earth Spirit to make him very viable in multiple roles, and is it just magnetized doing a lot of damage? Dude, I knew this hero. I knew this hero was broken, man. This hero was a menace. And every single fucking party queue game that I played like three or four months ago, this hero, God, he sucks so much donkey dicks to play up against. It is awful. Okay, so all of these strength heroes just get far too much HP, right? That, that, that is a general trend that has been happening, right? I, we, we talked about it several weeks ago. I was saying, like, these heroes are getting, like, 5,000 plus HP so easily, right? So, people are definitely taking advantage of that. Earth Spirit is one of those heroes, right? He's got one of the uh, highest strength gains in the game. So, that's really nice. You just can't kill him. On top of that, a hero <laughs> that has tons of HP is then able to go not magic immune, not physic immune, literally invulnerable half the time he's in a fight. Like at some point in time, you've got a four second cooldown on rolling boulder. You get an octarine, right? You knock down that down to three seconds, right? Like you're just constantly rolling. You're invulnerable for half of the time. Your mobility so is crazy. I yeah, watching... Your mobility is crazy. Your, yeah. your, your, your effective HP is off the fucking charts. It's not okay. <laughs> so so that's why he's good? Because he's hard to kill, literally? That's it? I mean, I think so. I, like, And then you just add... So you take super hard to kill with super good mobility and catch, right? And then you drop magnetize on it, right? Magnetize, like, if you, if you give it enough time, right? Magnetize could do, like... 
I don't know. What it was, the damage on magnetize is 40, 80, 120. You give it enough time, it could be doing 25 damage a second, right? And you will kill people given enough time. So, yeah, magnetize does good amount of damage. But, like, ultimately, I feel like it's not the damage over time that is the problem. It's his survivability and catch that is the problem. Because he la <laughs> if he stays alive for 20 seconds at a team fight, well, he's just constantly re-upping magnetize on you. And you've taken 2,400 damage by the end of the fight from Magnetize because you can't kill this guy. Which is spread across away from him the either. whole team, too, because it's not just one person who's generally Magnetize. It's like three or four. Yeah. And they, they, like, they did other things previously in previous patches, right? They, they, made him give, they gave him a lot more stone remnants, right? Well, that also plays into it, right? He doesn't run out of stone, stone remnants very easily. He's got 13 max charges uh, on the max level, right? So... 20 second team fight yeah he's able to drop stones for the entire 20 seconds so yeah okay so that hero's good and is flexible and another hero that is good and flexible is like Marta has 31 picks it's the second highest next to venge and a 58 percent win rate and we've seen that played mostly pause one pause four um so that one, I think uh, it's one of the few heroes. I think you'll see more percentage-based damage. Like we've seen more uh, Necrophos, Ancient Apparition. We're going to see more of this percentage-based damage creeping up as these Earth Spirits, Earth Shakers, Bristleback type heroes, right? Like, oh, these super tanky boys, if that's the meta, then you have to bring percentage-based damage or damage that can cut through their tankiness. I think Muerta as a carry is one of the few heroes, right? Because she's able to do magic damage. It's hard to get... Um, it's easy to get armor, right? You can stack up armor to, like, you know, to points where you have, like, 75% physical reduction. It's mm -hmm. hard to stack magic resistance mm -hmm. to be up that high. So... This means that this hero can cut through tanky heroes uh, very, very quickly. Like, she just shreds them. Uh, and I also think the calling has been, like, I think this ability was is clearly her best ability uh, as a team fighting support sort of deal. Uh, and I think that continues to, to be shown. Uh, we saw it today. Jian Ming missed... About 80% of the dead shots that he threw in his game today. <laughs> LGD didn't need him to hit those dead shots. He, he was just contributing with the calling. Which, so. is, which is crazy that that's all that, like, one spell basically is making the hero at this point to be to be a support character. Dude, this, this guy could not hit a dead shot to save his life. I was cracking up so much. He was a bronze tier Muerta. So, like... I don't know if he's got a smurf or whatever, but like it, it felt pretty clear to me that like he had this he had this play where somebody was teeping out in front of him and he so clearly panicked where he shot the dead shot to a tree that was like very far away and then had it come back when there's a tree right next to the person who's teleporting, right? <sighs> it, it, and you, you could very easily just like boom, boom, it would instantly stop him. But he went for the long shot at the tree because he was obviously panicking. And by the time it came back, the the uh, the player did our, the TP completed and he got away. It was like a freest core kill in your life. And this guy this guy clearly was not experienced enough on Huerta or was having huge jitters. 
uh, playing at TI, which is possible. But uh, he just like totally fumbled. <laughs> Good thing they won that game, man, because otherwise I, I would have been looking at him and been like, I don't know, dog. <laughs> you might have cost them this game. Spirit Breaker looks kind of broken. That's another from a from a, boy. Yeah. From, from, from a casual perspective, from a casual, not deep daughter understanding perspective, Hero's just too fast. <laughs> it's everywhere, and it can kill an entire creep wave, and you can play it. We've seen it position two and three and four and five, which might be the hero that's been played mm. in the most different roles so far in the last this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh this is a hero like uh witch doctor like earth spirit that i felt like was was very strong like two three months ago and really nothing has changed about this hero um and the time has come for him to to get picked up um i, I don't know if this is i haven't thought about it that much if like maybe some of it is just the change in some of these other heroes that got nerfed got taken away so now this hero is made better because he was previously countered by something else but this this hero really didn't change that much they gave him an extra five percent on greater bash uh on the movement speed damage which obviously affects all of his abilities um so an extra five percent is a good amount maybe that makes a, a difference at a certain specific level when it comes to clearing a creep wave um but i feel like this hero it was you know i feel like this hero was 95 percent like still kind of low-key broken mm. before and now it's just his time again so the thing that looks the most high-key broken to me right now is none of those heroes because i think it's bristleback <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i was in the back of my head i was like be sure to talk about bristleback because that hero is bonkers now that hero is a very clear reason why he is broken it's because we have discovered a broken build on him uh, which just is buy an egg, buy a shard, and then call it a no, 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 no. Buy a scepter, and call it a day. Buy a scepter, call no. it a day. What? No, it's not that either. You don't know about this, Joey? Have you not noticed the skill builds on these bristlebacks? Uh, they're going one point in bristleback. One point in bristleback. That's correct. So it, it means that you have less uh, damage reduction, but that damage reduction also. It, like, it affects your damage threshold for quills being activated from your bristleback. So, yes, you're taking more damage, but you're spilling out more Q, uh, more more quills, right? And if you have some sort of lifesteal mechanic, like Bloodstone, which everybody is, is buying on many of these heroes and all bristlebacks, uh, it means that it is effectively kind of the same HP. If you activate, you know, like some of these things that it's it's actually more effective HP, but most of the time it's like it's like close enough to the same effective HP from the damage you're outputting is so much greater and you're getting this heal back. Now, if you throw in like something like Ancient Apparition, right, something that stops heal, Doom, another good example, and I think we'll see more Doom as a result. Like if you take away that heal, that spell lifesteal effect, then yeah, this hero is significantly squishier. But if he has spell lifesteal, then he is actually like kind of the same hero, just outputting shit tons more damage. 
and you get an ags and you spray your quills a bunch of times immediately yeah. and then i've i've been watching i think uh, i think maybe it was collapse who i saw do it first where they were just dragging creep every creep wave to neutrals and then quill spraying the creep wave and the neutrals nonstop and farming every wave and getting i think he had something like a 16 minute scepter yeah and then he can like solo kill a tormentor yeah and it just seems like a crazy situation like a like a kind like a like not a kind of broken like a broken situation so I don't know yeah. how much are people going to keep on letting others play around with Bristleback? Is there going to be like some, well, well, if we get break and if we get doom or if we get AA? Because something that we're seeing is that there is more doom and like pause for doom and also just more AA in general, because how are we dealing with all of these super tanky boys, not just Bristleback, but like the entire lineup anywhere. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. I if I I don't know if, if if I have three first phase bands at this point, I don't know if I want people to be playing Bristleback at all. Yeah, that hero is definitely one of the more dangerous ones because I think we talked about the. I thought that heroes that could solo tormentor. Uh, I think that that is it's not, you're not going to pick a hero for that reason, but it is a super sweet cherry on top mm-hmm. of a toolkit that you're looking for. Bristleback does that. I thought Templar Assassin was going to be popular uh, for for a couple reasons, that being one of them. Um, yeah, there are other tanky boys that are that are running Dota right now. Chaos Knight, Joey. I have opinions yeah. about the hero. That's the only <laughs> yeah. one that I know how to talk about. Okay. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I mean, Chaos Knight is owning right now, and he's super popular. Like he's being he he is he might get into that ban territory, but he he is. He has made that meta shift where it's like people have realized he's good, but not good enough to a point where it was getting banned a bunch. So he's been picked one of the most times for his incredibly high win rate. Yeah, I I think I've been saying it casually, similar to some of the other heroes, that he's just been getting buffed for a long time. And a lot of the reason yeah. that I felt that Chaos Knight was not good in most situations is just because like there, there was prevalent counters that are popular in the meta. But if the meta is... Go fast, Chaos Knight's good at that. And also mm-hmm. be tanky, Chaos Knight's good at that. And then suddenly you also get like this phantasm cooldown where you are just scouting all the time or farming all the time or with phantasm. Because yeah. yeah. you're seeing like, if you're playing the hero and you're saving the spell for a fight, you're probably almost certainly doing it wrong. You're just kind of using it off cooldown at this point to to do something with your illusions. Uh Hero, Hero yeah. feels really good because he can also solo any support. And there's not a lot of saves. And th- something that is like not happening at all right now with any of these heroes I'm seeing picked is that there's no mana burn. And uh, mm. if you, if you want to make Chaos Knight sad, you want to burn his mana. Yeah. There's no PL... The AM is like obviously not a, agi carries really don't seem to be hero at all, right? Um, well, one, one of them in this tanky meta, there is one agility hero who stands out, Joey, who's doing all right. Luna, you know what hero that is? Is it Luna? No, it's Spectre. <laughs> another oh, tanky, another hero. tanky hero. She's legitimately like one of the only agility heroes that's like really succeeding right now. <laughs> that's which is, she is also that's another one of those heroes that i was like i every single time i played carry in like party queue games and stuff i would pick specter because i was like this hero is so interesting it's like 
not quite as brain dead as you know used to be with the the old Han, but like it is so like I cannot believe they buffed this ability before Ti. They went from eighty second cooldown level one to sixty second cooldown on this shadow step. It's up every minute. This carry gets to be a part of a kill every minute. Yeah, it's, which is a lot crazy. of kills. It's a lot of yeah. kills. Yeah. If I was if I was giving advice to anybody who wants to deal with the Chaos Knight in their pub, you should play Jakiro. Um, which doesn't seem to really be a hero yet. But I can you tell me why Dazzle's been the most banned hero and I've barely seen it in any games? Uh, this hero's just got a kind of broken concept to him, and if you add it into the tanky uh, part, meta part, then things start getting really bonkers, right? You have the, these, like, tanky heroes that go in, and then you have this, like, super farm dazzle, because he's, maybe he goes to minus build, maybe he's just able to farm really quickly because uh, he's just constantly throwing out spells, he's constantly healing you, he's upping your armor, he's giving you the shallow grave and then the shallow grave is amping up heals that you're getting. I don't know. The, the hero is like, I think it's fundamentally broken. You just have to get to a point where you know how to play him and your team knows how to play around him. Uh, that, that for me is like that. And again, that was another hero that like, I think was clearly that had some broken concepts to him. Mm -hmm. It was just a question of who was going to, get there and figure that out fastest so well i don't know how the hero works so <laughs> he, just, he he take away health to spam spells and he is always spamming those spells <laughs> he is always spamming those spells joey mm. Copy. and the other well okay the one thing is he can use his ultimate to reduce his minus cooldown even the charges. If he has a charge up, he'll also increase the uh, lower the cooldown on the second charge as well. Huh. So I guess I need to go learn what changes happened to Dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the hero is really interesting right now, but because they've been trying to figure, they've been trying to figure out Dazzle how to make him viable for a long time, uh, and they figured out it's not around shallow grave heals it's around something else entirely which is his ultimate which is probably i mean he's one of the heroes that has had a lost identity for the longest time right he's his ultimates have changed so many times yeah and it, it's almost like shallow grave is his identity yeah it was for the longest time right shallow grave uh was the reason i guess you kind of picked dazzle uh and now it's finally his ultimate which has ended up on bad juju which is a good version of bad juju unlike the shitty version of bad juju from before they should have just renamed it at that point because i don't because i think that's bad juju still bad not shitty juju yeah <laughs> kind of decent juju <laughs> oh, I, think, I think that's i think that's most of the heroes i think venge is kind of a trap I think Sven's kind of yeah. a trap. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about Sven. Sven is a, like this weird combination where he appeals to the tanky hero part of the meta, right? Because he does get tanky. He makes everyone else uh, everyone else tanky, right, with Warcry. 
but then like his burst doesn't feel as effective right because what one thing sven likes to do is be able to go in there bam 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 and like guaranteed core dead right and now maybe that's not good enough and it's maybe like you you're can't gonna get kited around after that yeah. it's like you can't do enough damage quickly enough to kill a chaos knight or a primal beast or probably even a spirit breaker because then suddenly you either have living armor or sunray or name another spell <laughs> also like a, a fool he has to actually put himself in a lane to farm it and push it out unlike naga siren or wraith king or some of these other heroes that are doing well right now which I mean, Wraith King's a great example, right? This hero's really popping up off uh, as, as an offlaner now. Just, like, run skeletons down the lane. And then on the, the then mid lane, there's a primal beast that, like, just shows up. The creep wave's gone instantly, and boom, he's away. A bristleback shows up in a third part of the map. It quills the, the, the wave. It dies instantly. Or a Naga Siren is throwing illusions down the lane or something, you know? So it's like... Some of these heroes, they, there's something about the bigger map and the push mechanisms that are super easy. Wraith King is the one that stands out to me the most. Uh, that is pretty value right now. Oh, Chaos Knight. Chaos Knight's the other one, right? Mm -hmm. Th those two heroes have like a really good length. They're both strength heroes, but they they work in carry. Uh, Chaos Knight is carry. Wraith King is seems more offlane right now. And like both those heroes have the same mechanic, which is throw thing down lane and it it actually gets them a lot of farm and makes the map very annoying for the enemy team well what do you think is going to happen next week you get to, um, we're, we're both going to seattle in like less than 48 hours yeah i think i'll throw out my predictions now i'll have team spirit beating vp liquid beating talon lgd beating pandas azure beating nouns uh i thought shopify was actually doing i uh, i don't know i had some faith in shopify and then i lost faith in shopify but then i definitely lost faith in tsm when they lost to um virtus pro because i thought I was like, this is your best chance to get into the upper bracket. I felt like they had the easiest easiest time. So you know I what really super lost faith in them. You know what sucks about that matchup? The yeah. winner will probably have to play downs. So it's just going to be like a real oh. NA death match. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, I'll take Shopify then because TSM choked that game one against Virtus Pro. I'm not sure if they're going to recover. Uh, I'll take Gaming over EG, Bedboom over Keed Stars, and Tundra over Anity. Hmm. I would I would actually pick the same people completely. If I were to <laughs> Way to be a bandwagoner, Joey. If I were to pick a single spoiler, if Tundra doesn't get their stuff together, I think Entity maybe could beat them. All right, this guy's a Stormstormer fan, so of course he's like, oh, Entity could do it. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be shocked if Keed Stars pulled some kind of crazy upset against Bet Boom. Uh -huh. Yeah, they, they looked real good today, huh, Joey? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm I, I think that I think that those are all the teams that are that are actually gonna win. 
I think I think you're right. I think that I think that we're in for a pretty hype finals weekend. Uh, but yeah, I think it's I, uh, I think it's going to be a good TI. I'm looking forward to it. I think the group stage uh, already showed that it Valve put in. Uh, Valve is making sure the broadcast is good, and I think it's only going to get better uh, from here. You know, Seattle TI. It's, it's going to be a good TI. I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped to get on that plane in a couple days. Not to bring this back to me. Shut up, Joey. But there's talent voice lines as well. Did you did you did you like any of them, Joey? Yeah, Joey. I was a big fan of uh, Aries. Air Aries, big big Lachlan fan over here. Where? Uh, yeah. What what's? Yeah. What what's his? Um. The uh, uh, boys, boys, boys. <laughs> oh, you actually kind of knew it. It's boys, boys, boys. What is up? <laughs> Um, and then I'm also a fan of yours, which you can go buy in the store <laughs> right now. If you go which buy I only a... have one of. <laughs> My other ones were too suggestive, Joey. Too suggestive? <laughs> yes, they maybe, maybe crossed the line on the overtly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that was overt. I shared it with you, Joey. Were you, were you surprised that I only got one in? Like a little bit, a mm. little, a little bit, just, 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 just a hair. I did. We, we also did not, I, or at least I don't think we knew. Uh, maybe I did not read some of these uh, things, but I'm pretty sure uh, we thought we were only getting one voice line and they gave us two, which is cool. I, I like, I didn't get a second voice line, uh, but they let me reapply and maybe I'm uh, still going to be able to get one. But uh, I, it's hard to complain about not getting a second one the first go around when you didn't even know you were going to get it. It was like a happy bonus. I bought your gold sticker, so I don't know if I'm going to retroactively nice. get that second line. I sure hope so. <laughs> my sticker loses a lot of value if that, if that wasn't the case. But mm. I, uh, I there is definitely a, a line that I'm going to keep submitting <laughs> Because apparently Slacks, uh, Slacks has submitted the same voice line, which is his $20 one. He has submitted that one, which is the Yoda death sound in some random Star Wars game that he thinks is super funny. And he's been trying to get in that in the game for years. And apparently he just keeps resubmitting it. So I've learned from that. I'm just going to keep resubmitting the line that I want in. And, and eventually. maybe five years from now, Valve, Valve will let me have it. And then you'll make all the money. You'll make all the money. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know. Yeah, I, I, I did. I don't know what to do with the sticker. I think that it was just, I mean, I, I get to use your voice line now and we play games together and like that will be funny for me, I guess. I didn't update the picture or the autograph because I was like, no one gives a fuck about the sticker. No, no one cares what my picture or autograph looks like. It's the voice line. That's the only thing that matters. I do think it's funny, and I know you saw it because I tweeted it, but <laughs> your photo was sized differently this year, and you're just so tiny. Yeah. It's like, literally, I resubmitted the exact same. I literally took the email from last year. I was like, give me those files. And just put them in the same email. So it's literally the exact same files. The exact same files I submitted last year. <sighs> That's a good time. 
Oh boy, it's TI season. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and we got something coming out tomorrow. Announcement tomorrow. We got something coming so out you, tomorrow. When you listen to this podcast, there will have very likely been an announcement on social media. So you're listening to this now and you're like, boy, I sure enjoyed this podcast while driving on the road. Stop in the middle of the road, open up Twitter or Facebook or whatever social media that you use on your phone and go to our social media channels and click the thing that we are putting out there. Yeah, which we can talk about. (laughs) Yeah, what is it, Joey? (laughs) So... I don't think that we ask y'all for very much at all. We, we we provide a service, which is a somewhat frequent hour of Dota-ish content. Yeah, we don't ask for anything at all. Just money to our Patreon. <laughs> yes, which you can go to patreon.com slash slideful for. But if we're not asking for that, the thing that I could ask of you, which again, I never do, and this would be free, is to just engage on Twitter with the monster energy announcement for monster mornings season two which is coming out around the time this podcast does just like right just like give them a thumbs up on twitter be like shit that's exciting or thanks for giving uh, joey a charity thing to do or like whatever you want to say it can be mean yeah (laughs) but no no, engage if you listen to this podcast specifically give the thumbs up emoji and then say wow very cool that way when we go when i look back through that announcement i'll, I'll know the people who are listening to this mm-hmm. wow very cool uh, wow very cool so there, there, there's a fun video coming out tomorrow we're going to be doing the monster morning show every remaining day of the main event which is three next weekend and three the weekend after that and it's gonna be a party again. It's gonna be Yay. a party again. And I rented an you, Airbnb. You may be sitting there. You may be sitting here and going like, "Guys, this really wasn't that surprising of an announcement. <laughs> it was pretty obvious what was going on." Well, it is surprising that Monster is giving us money to do this again. So you know, I I think that's a they could have said no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look. This th- th- this is something, and I promise it is not an exaggeration, just for the people who have stayed to listen to the entirety of this podcast, which is now encroaching a, an hour and ten minutes, almost 110 minutes. It was one of Monster's favorite activations last year that they did. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how much credit we should take for that, but, like, they genuinely liked it and thought it was good. So it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, we can joke about them giving us money again, but just so you know, they liked it and they liked it because people from SidePole who like to listen to us also showed up and said hi. So thank you. And and specifically commented, wow, (laughs) very cool. Wow, very cool. So that'll be live on twitch.tv slash Monster Energy before the games, before the mainstream starts, just like 8 a.m. Pacific for the remainder of TI, uh, which also means that we'll probably do a live podcast or a live in-person podcast sometime in Seattle since we'll be there for a couple weeks and there'll be another break. And um, hopefully the next time we talk to you, you've both watched Monster Mornings and Team Liquid beat Talon again. <laughs>